Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dad Bods. We are very excited today. We have one of the top collegiate golfers joining us today for an interview. Was he top 20? He's top 15. Even better. I mean, even better. Cream of the crop, Mr. Cannon Claycomb. Oh. He'll be joining us here in a little bit. First, we want to talk a little sports this this week. So, yeah, it's uh, really today some breaking news. The I mean, Carolina fresh, Panthers, fresh off the press. Panthers trading for the number one overall pick. Um, I guess Frank Reich is just screwing the Colts one last good time. One, la- <laughs> one last time while he still can, baby. Everyone knew that. Uh, I mean, I called it. I said. I said the Colts are going to trade for the number one and take Bryce Young, um, but looks like Frank Wright just wanted to give a little last uh, F you to Ursay, <laughs> and he they go ahead and trade for the number one pick. I guess they'll probably take Bryce Young, right? This is so. Here, here's the trade: the Bear. So the Bears get the ninth overall pick, the sixty-first overall pick, a first rounder next year, a second rounder in twenty-five, and DJ Moore. That's huge. They need a wide receiver. Yeah. Wow. And they still get – So they're going to get Jalen Carter at nine then. If he's still there, we'll see. You think he'll drop – I don't think he'll drop out of the top ten. I think – If he's there for the Falcons, someone like that's going to yeah. take him. That needs D-line. Yeah. But, well, I mean, like the Falcons kind of run into the same issues as the Packers. Like the Packers probably needed to get a wide out. But y'all need linemen, a yeah. D-line. So We'll see. We'll see. But we'll see. Very interesting, though. It is. Very interesting. Um, I – I at least did not see the Panthers making any plays like that. At least, no, not um, at all. But you know, it's uh, they haven't been relevant in a while. I guess you know, probably since Cam Newton went to the Super Bowl, right? Time Super to step up, step back up and be relevant. Congrats, yeah, all so. you uh, people that live in Charlotte, yeah, Charidians. Char- what what do we? I don't know. I don't know. What would, what do you call people from Charlotte? Besides like douchebags, yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> But uh, we do have a listener in Charlotte, actually. We do have a few listeners. Shout out to you, Charlotte <laughs> listeners. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Well, Buy in. It's a culture now. <laughs> season tickets, they're cheap. They're about to go up. Yeah. <laughs> what else happened? Mark Adams got fired. Good. Good. Um, and um, then, uh, so it sounds like from the tweets I've been seeing from very credible news sources, Rick Pitino is. Oh, is, oh uh, he's, yeah. He's pretty much the head coach now. Like, yeah. They, welcome like, to Lubbock, welcome, Ricky. <laughs> like, he's the head coach. Um, and also, um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it after we denounced, uh, Mark Adams for his remarks that he made towards a player, uh, he got fired the next day. So, Um, I mean, so coincidence, don't believe in him. We got a few connections. Yeah. I mean, the day after we talk about how much of a piece of shit he is, he gets fired. Come on. (laughs) Daddy's uniting. Yes, Daddy's uniting. But Ricky P, welcome to Lubbock. Let's go. So pumped for the guy. Cannot wait. He's going to do great things in Lubbock. Chris Beard, congratulations on becoming the next Ole Miss basketball coach. We're just gonna. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Yeah. We're just. Um, we're just using our very credible sources and just saying <laughs> these things are happening when, in all reality, they're they might not. But. Yeah. But Ricky P at Lubbock, I think uh, people are worried about the fit. I kind of like the fit, honestly. Are there enough Italian restaurants there? He needs to get his sausage. He needs to get his sausage smoked at multiple Italian joints. Yes, yes. I think uh, I think he can probably hop on a PJ and just fly to like Porcini's or something. Yeah. They got a booth. <laughs> they got a booth reserved for him oh, there. Yeah. I've heard the famed Ricky P booth. I mean, so Aaron Rodgers, is he going to the Jets? No. No, he's Put not. Put it right it in stone. He will be a Green Bay Packer. Is this a Howie just like? Yeah, he's going to be a Green Bay Packer. Howie confirmation he's yeah. not leaving? Yeah, I mean, um, like I said on Twitter, just look at me. That's all it is. He's attention-seeking. Um, and no one really knows. So that's kind of like what I've learned with dealing with this prima donna. That's Ooh. our quarterback. Um, no one knows, really. So... I think he'll be a Green Bay Packer next year. I think he'll he'll probably retire a Green Bay Packer. That's fair. It's just how I see it, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not. I mean, it's it's got to something's got to give. Um, if we don't trade him, uh, I think I mentioned it when Mr. B was on here. 
Um, if we don't trade him, then we need to move Jordan Love. Um, but, like, him and Jordan Love just cannot be on the same team again. Yeah. It just can't happen. It's it's time to either, you know, think Aaron Rodgers gives us the best shot or it's now going into Jordan Love's hands um, for the foreseeable future. I like it. I like it. Some some good quality sports take right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I'm not real. I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of towards the end of his career, but hell, what do I know? He's won. He's, you know, excluding last season, he's back-to-back MVP. So, what do I know, really? <laughs> Basketball conference tourneys have been in full effect this week. Yeah. Um, Auburn sucks uh, again. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a pendulum for you right now. Yeah, we just go so back So, wait, y'all will at least make it to the round of 32 then, right? Because y'all lost, we then we declared they suck, beat Tennessee, they're back, and then they lost Arkansas, they suck again. So now they're going to win round one. So that's the first – when we fill out our dad bods bracket, they're automatically going to win round one then. I hope they're a 10 seed. So they get – and they're going to get like some terrible seven seed or something. I don't want to play – I don't want to be near one seed. Get me away. Yeah. Get me near these two seats. I don't trust these two seats. And you know what? Seats. We called it too. Arkansas, they're going to make a little bit of a run. We said they're going to get they're hot They're going to make noise. I think they're going to beat your cats. Well, in order for that to happen, Kentucky has to win tonight. So, And I guess Arkansas does too. Yeah, both those teams have to win to play each other. So that's the beauty of tournaments. But, uh, yeah, Arkansas – they're playing ball right now, I think. I think they're playing pretty good ball. Um, heartbreaking loss for Auburn, though. It always sucks to see your team, like, crawl out of a hole and then just get demoralized. Go up end. by one with, like, 40 seconds left. And yeah. Just, it's ugh. just a miserable feeling. I'd ra- I think I'd rather just get 30-pieced. They can't fool me. give me hope. I'm like, <laughs> you know, this Shaquille O'Neal meme, I think it's just such a perfect example of the Auburn Tigers this year. Play really good. Then play really bad, but it's like the you can't fool me. I'm familiar with yeah. your game meme. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pull off a big win. They're like, you can't fool me. It's, I know what's I know what's so, coming. It, I know yeah. what's coming. I stand by my. I would rather my team get thirty piece than like be down fifteen, come back, get up one, and then lose on a last second basket. Yeah, but hey, I will say that play Bruce drew up at the end. It was a great. That was a great play. When because when he threw it person, down he's low, just not the person when he threw it down low, I was like, what the hell are they doing right now this and then they is had a, you're they down had, they had a high screen at the top <laughs> yeah he came around he came around too. on the curve it was a good play it was a great draw but you know just basking didn't go in if, but and if they had one more second he could have kicked it back to the guy yeah. caught the pass because he was gonna be open yeah. then it's it was a great play but just didn't go in didn't fall it's the way the, that's the beauty of sports though it is <laughs> well I, th- I think with that we're gonna go ahead and Bringing our guests. Very excited for this one. Very excited. First, talk a little golf. Talk a little, you know. Yeah, this is uh, this is a, a big golf. one. A little golf, a little bit of life. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys like it. Real cool dude. Real good golfer. Yeah, we know him. We met him. Uh, we were in college, so we kind of met him that way. And he's continued to grind a little bit harder than us <laughs> in life. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's getting all the the glory now. Dude's been on like Golf Network, yeah, Golf so, Channel, I mean, and everything. Golf, jeez, Golf Channel. He's um, a stud. He can he can pl- he can hit the ball. Oh yeah, he can mash the ball. He can mash the ball. Um, I I'm like trying to calculate in my head how many strokes I would need to like beat him. A lot. Yeah, in eighteen. But we'll see. Very looking looking forward to it. It's going to be a great interview. Um, so yeah, hope you guys like it. What's up, everyone? We have Cannon Claycomb joining the dad bods today. How are you doing, Cannon? Good. How are you, boys? Oh, we're doing great, man. Um, so you just got done playing a round of golf with the boys? Yeah, we had a little uh, Friday afternoon game. Excellent. Uh, it went well, so it was fun. Excellent. Did you come up on top? Of course, bro. Of oh. course. <laughs> What'd you shoot? <laughs> Little sixty nine. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Hashtag nice. Hashtag nice. But yeah, it was good. We uh, we just played here in Tuscaloosa and got out with the boys, so it was nice to have the dad bods come out on top. Oh Oh, yeah! yeah. That's 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 what we love to hear. Dad bods always prevail. Um, Yeah, for those of you that didn't um, 
They weren't paying too much attention. Um, Cannon is. Did you? Were you aware of this? You're ranked 14th. Yeah, on uh, PGA Tour. Yeah. Yeah. 14th. Yeah, I see it. See it on this the is, screen. This is big <laughs> time, day, bro. It's actually funny you say that. Like a lot of people around here have no clue what it means, and like I still kind of don't really know what it means. Um, but like a lot of people will come up to me and they'll be like, "Dude, congrats on being the 14th best player in the world," which is like not with that. Like I'm not the 14th best player in the world. I mean, but I just go along with it. I'm like, "Dude, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I've been working so hard to get." And then, like, they'll leave and they'll be like, yo, like, Cannon's the 14th best player in the world. I'm like, yeah. Like, that's totally what that means. Like, like dude has no clue. He's just like, yeah, I'm 14th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Like, I'm out here just trying to, like, get my job secured. And they're like, oh, dude, you're the 14th best player in the world. I'm like, no, that's Justin Thomas and fucking Scotty Jeff. <laughs> He'll be playing f- the FedEx Cup at the end of the year, East Lake. Yeah. I mean, like, I appreciate y'all, bro. Yeah, that's not what that means. So since you uh you're on the Alabama golf team, is JT your favorite golfer then? No, nah, I mean Tiger's definitely my favorite. Like Ooh. every like scandal he has, now he's getting sued by his ex girlfriend. Yeah. I fucking like him even more. But yeah. it makes me love him like even more every time he does something stupid. Dude, if he actually did that with they're accusing him, like that is an unreal baller move. Yeah. Dude, I do have a hot take though. I think, like, Tiger, so he's my favorite, but I think he's also, like, the most underachieved golfer of all time. Whoa. If you look at his career from, like, 2009 to 2012, he played, like, a half, if not a fourth of the full PGA schedule all four of those years because he was either hurt or he was going through his, like, sexual rehab addiction. (laughs) And, like... If he plays a full season for, like, three of those four years, he wins 120 times, and I think he easily wins, like, 20 majors. Because he's at, what, 15 right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he picks off, like, one or two a year. So, he was like, great in 08 before he, like, got hit with all the, like, scandal shit. Yeah, so, like, basically because of his sex drive, Tiger Woods is not, like, the GOAT. Yeah, like, people say, like, oh, he fucks. Like, Tiger fucks too much. <laughs> He's just too – he's too horny. Yeah. It, like, held him back a little bit. <laughs> he's, like, the first – like, literally sex held Tiger back <laughs> from being the Like, goat. what's the dude, like, uh, Metal World Peace or whatever? The <laughs> Ron Dragon Artest, yeah. as we refer to him. <laughs> yeah, bro. He – so that is – Tiger is, like, the Metal World Peace of golf. <laughs> That's a great – I love that comparison. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's start it. Tiger is the meta world piece of golf. Like overdosing in whorehouses and, like, should have won six more majors. Yeah, I mean, if, if you go up to Tiger and ask him his dream foursome, you're probably going to hear, what, two or three porn stars out there? Probably like, like Tiana Trump. Daniels, Lana Rose. <laughs> yeah. And his father. Me, me and Cal- his father. Me, and then Charlie on the bag, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, so what's your dream foursome? Uh, John Daly would be in it. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Then probably Tiger. And then, <laughs> um, shit, who else would be in it? Uh, probably Kid Rock. Ooh. Kid Rock, wow. I was That'd not expecting that. <laughs> I think Trump would be like the reserve. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Trump, it would be I like. I like want to see him play golf. I hear he's like good, but I, I don't really believe it. I feel like Trump at like some point, it would just be all about like, oh, did you see how straight I hit that drive? It's like, dude, you're in the bunker. And you're like, yeah, and you're like 100 <laughs> yards past the ladies' tee. Calm down, Donald. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you, I don't know if you saw the video the other day, but he uh, he was playing at one of his golf courses and he drove the golf cart like onto the green <laughs> right next to his ball to putt it. Yeah, like that's such a baller move though. Like <laughs> people get mad about that shit on Twitter and like just make more money and buy your own golf course. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Then you can tell people not to drive on the green. Like yeah. he owns the place. Yeah. I mean, he it's kind of like getting. It's like, like he's getting. The one it's like getting mad at someone for like driving on their lawn. Like it's my house. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I think it'd be fun to play with. 
I think like once you hit the back nine, it'd get kind of old with Donald though. Yeah, it'd get a little bit of a drag. I think. <laughs> every every single hole, whatever it is, it's. I mean, he's getting a birdie on it. That's what's being put down. <laughs> he's like the Kim Jong Un of golf. <laughs> Speaking of that, who would your celebrity caddy be? Would you put Trump on the bag, or who would you put? Who would I put on the bag? Um, damn celebrity. I don't know. I think it would probably be like we had this question in a, like a social media thing for the team the other day. I said Adam Sandler, but I think <laughs> it would be Will Ferrell if I was being completely honest. Like, because on the golf course, I don't really need advice. I just need someone to like make me laugh and like chill me out. So I think Will Ferrell would be like a dog on the bag. Oh, he'd he'd keep you nice, even keel. I mean, yeah, be like Catalina wine mixer out there, bro. We'd just be vibing. Uh, what's your favorite club in the bag? Favorite club in the bag, probably the dog. I like to let the dog eat the dry room. Oh yeah, let that big dog oh, hunt. Chicks, chicks dig the long ball. Yeah, and I don't even hit it that far, but when it comes off, like I'm like, damn, I'm pretty good. Bro. What are you What are you hitting off the tee? It's like flying like 285. Um, it's not that far, like, right? <laughs> bro, like the thing is in college golf and like professional golf, it's really not. Like it sounds great. And when I go home, everybody's like, oh my God, you hit it so far. But I played with like Gordon Sargent last week, plays for Vanderbilt. And he's playing in the Masters in a couple weeks. Jeez. And like he was literally like waving at my ball as it like apexed. Like it was going 50 past me. <laughs> and like as as like a player in the same group like it's so demoralizing seeing that like 15 times <laughs> so where do you where, where do you make that up then in your game are you uh are you a short game guy then yeah big short game guy I like chipping and putting because oh. like i mean i can't beat anybody off the tee like i hate going to the gym it's fucking losers so like i just kind of like i'm fat and like just kind of hit it like kind of regular and then oh. i get it the green and then just dog you like i'll bend you over <laughs> you don't want cannon inside like 100 no, inside 100 bro it's right <laughs> i mean that's that's what the dad bod's all about yeah you're, we're not the strongest i mean no and like i don't i don't want to like i'm not gonna go like back squat like in the gym like, <laughs> no no, no like that. if it's leg day let's just do some leg press and get out like that's yeah, it like, <laughs> yeah the leg press is goaded <laughs> like so you're not gonna do like any bryson DeChambeau shit are you oh, hell no. and like bro if you look at his like career he was way better before he started trying to chase a long ball yeah and rory's tried to do it too like rory is long but he tried to chase 20 more yards and he played like shit for like two months so there's really, like, not that many people that can do it. Um, it is cool to, like, hit it far, and I think there is an advantage, but the guys that do it really good hit it far and then hit it straight. Yeah, so, like, I saw a – I wish I knew the exact numbers, but, um, like, Bryson DeChambeau it came out, and they said, yeah, if he doesn't hit the fairway, he's it's literally the same as his old driving distance. Like, it doesn't matter that he, like, pipes it 320 carry. If it's in, yeah. the, if it's in the rough, like, he's screwed. Yeah, you might as well just, like, I mean, not the golf courses are playing aren't easy, and when you're in the fairway, like the amount of control you have over the ball, as opposed to being a yard in the rough, is like unreal at some of these places. Yeah. So like there there are a lot of places I'd rather be 180 from the fairway than 140 from the rough. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. So because like I can hit a six iron straight, like I'm, I'm not worried about hitting a six iron. Ugh. But it's like when you lose control of like what the ball is doing as soon as it hits the ground, that's when it gets really tough. See, like for me, when I have to pull the six iron out, I like shit my pants. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know where to put the ball in my stance. Like, what am I doing right now? Doesn't matter yeah. where I am. I'm just going to try to hit it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, and like, I think that's where a lot of people too don't understand like how good some of these guys are. Like, even in college, like, if I went out and played against, like, a six handicap, my, my like, handicap right now is, like, a plus five and a half. So, I would be giving a six handicap 11 and a half shots. Like, God. that's a pretty good – six, in my opinion, is a pretty good golfer. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still having to give them almost a shot at hole. Like, yeah. So that like leads into one of the questions that we had too. So like, what's the biggest difference between like, you know, your country club, like scratch golfer versus like a dude that's going to be on the tour one day. Like, what do you, what would you say is the biggest difference between those two people? I think it's all just short game. Like going back, like a little length off the tee and a little of accuracy with the irons. But I think the big difference is the short game. Like a lot of these guys never three putt. Mm-hmm. If you watch like professional golf, like they never three putt. Yeah. And if they do, it's like an anomaly. Yeah. Whereas like your country club guy might have two or three, three putts a wrap. Like that's kind of just throwing three shots away. And then I think too, like, a lot of these people that are like country club, really good, like your club champions and stuff, they'll play a hundred rounds, but they'll play ninety rounds at the same place. Yeah. So like these guys, like we're going to a different course every week. We get one day to figure it out, and it's like if you go play bowling in country club, it's not that hard once you've played it fifty times. Like mm-hmm. you go play a new place where it's pretty tough, and it's firm and fast, like. I think that's a big difference too. Um, but I think like three putting and chipping are the huge thing. And like, they don't miss inside of six feet. Yeah. Like if it's six foot, it's like basically auto. Yeah. So like, so just like once again, like when I have a six foot par putt, there's no chance it goes in. My knees are just, they're wobbly. I have no shot, no chance yeah. at all. Whereas like inversely, if you have, if like if I have six feet, I'm like, thinking about the next tee shot already yeah like you're coming up you're you probably will look at me and say that's good right yeah like, <laughs> yeah, like don't waste your time yeah and i'd probably just be like yeah sure mine's good too <laughs> Does, doesn't matter if you give me a scotty cameron or a putter that you found no. at your local goodwill it's still not going to go in for me from six feet no well yeah and like i mean for me too like six feet still like it it's it's tough like it's tough to make six footer but I think that's even the difference between, like, John Rahm and, like, myself right now and, like, the best college golfers in the game. Like, the dude until last week, like, didn't finish out of the top ten for, like, five weeks in a row. Like, damn. I don't know if he missed a putt from inside of ten feet at the waste management. And that's four rounds of golf sets, 72 greens that he was on. Like, I mean, if you think about that, it's fucking crazy. The, I mean, the level of focus to – Oh, my God. And, like, if and you like, – Especially, like, on 16, like, you have 50, 40,000 people in one spot oh watching you at a six-footer, like <laughs> – The greatest hole in golf. Yeah, and he's just, like, buckets, like, middle of the cup, perfect speed. And you're like, bro, what the heck? So, you kind of mentioned it. So, you college golfers, you guys do get, like, a day to, like, a practice round, kind of like how the, the pros get? Mm-hmm. So what, so what would you say is, like, the one thing – or it could be, like, multiple things. What are you looking for in that practice round, really? It's mainly just, like – it depends where we're playing. Like, if we're playing out west, the big thing is trying to get the altitude and, like, trying really? to figure out how far you're hitting it. Really? I didn't even think but, about that. Yeah, wow. like, if I play in Phoenix, I'm hitting a 7-iron, like, 205 yards, which, like, here <laughs> I'm hitting at, like, 180, 181. All right. <laughs> You're getting close you're to my like driver range there. yards to every shot if you play in the West. And, like, we were just in Cabo. It was a little at altitude. I was hitting a 7 on, like, 195. So, it's like every time you shoot something, you have to remember that it goes 20 yards farther. Yeah. That's a big thing. And then, like, figuring out lines off the tee, what club you're going to hit. And then the other thing would be just, like, we know where the pins are going to be before the first round. Mm-hmm. So we're figuring out, like, where we want to hit it to each pin, where the leave is if we miss. Like, you never want to short side yourself. Yeah. So it's really just, like, distance, line off the tee, and then where you want to hit it into the green. What do you, what do you think the toughest course is that you guys have uh, played at in college? Probably Olympia Fields um, up in Chicago. Damn. Had the BMW Championship a couple of years ago. It's had a couple majors. Um, I think the BMW is actually going back there this year, um, this summer. But, yeah, it's really hard. It's a par 70, and it's like 7,200 yards. So, like, there's two par fives, and every par four is like 490. So, 
there's not like a ton of birdie opportunities but i don't know i kind of prefer golf courses like that um a lot of the places like i play during the summer are kind of just like long and the par 70 or par 71 but even par is a good score and i think like for me not hitting it as far off the tee like a place that's the winning score is like one or two under is a lot easier to like get to to me than like shooting 21 or 22 wow under which is where some of these golf courses are heading wow really so you think a lot of courses are starting to head like towards an easier easier yeah i think it's just like the way they set them up like it depends on what you want out of the tournament right like the u.s open's never gonna be 15 under par yeah but like even this week at the players like i think the lead's like eight or nine and they haven't even finished 36 holes yet like yeah I've played that place a good amount. If they wanted to make it really hard, like they could. So you've played at TPC Sawgrass? Yeah, I played. So I played like the junior players. It's like the players, but the top like 70 junior golfers before I got to college. I played that like three or four times and we played at Sawgrass. What was your uh, best finish there? I finished T2 one time. Um, So I, I finished second, two behind one time, and then. I actually, like, always played pretty well there. I think the worst finish I had was, like, T20 or T19. So, Still pretty damn good. I always played pretty good there. But it's another place where, like, it's hard. So, like, I always felt pretty comfortable because, like, a par is good instead of having to birdie, like, seven or eight holes a day. So, you like harder courses, basically. Yeah, absolutely. You have ice in your veins. Sorry? You have ice in your veins. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. What's your What's your club on 17? Honestly, 17's like pitching wedge, maybe. Like, it might be like 50. Oof. It's only like 134 <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> I might hit the green like one time if you gave me 10, 10 tries. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be shaking <laughs> yeah. up there. It is a sick hole. Like, I, I do appreciate it. I don't really get like golf nerded out very much, but 17 is a really cool. And like 18 is actually really cool, too. Would you say that's the coolest course you've played at, or have you played at Augusta before? I've never played at Augusta, but I played the Junior President's Cup the, like two days before the President's Cup Damn. in um, Melbourne, Australia, like oh, my senior year of high school. I bet that was pretty cool. It was so sick. Like everything was set up for the pl- or for the President's Cup, so there was like TV towers, like grandstands, oh. and then we had like. 6,000, 7,000 people out there watching. So that was really cool, too. And then, like, obviously, I was playing for the United States of America. So that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just, and, that's just Australia seems like a pretty cool place. Is it pretty yeah, dope? Bro, it's like actually my favorite place on like planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would move there tomorrow if I could. Dude, that's what like people ask me all the time. They're like, if you could travel the world, like, where'd you go? I always say Australia. It just seems like a dope place. It's so cool. Like, it's America, but, like, America with, like, no rules. <laughs> oh, I mean, all the videos and clips I've seen, everyone's just hammered. They just party all night. Yeah. They're so chill. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's casinos everywhere. And, like, they also have, like, the dopest really animals. Good, and then you can, like, go to the ocean basically everywhere. They have it's some, really cool. They have some dope animals. A kangaroo would be yeah. sick to see yeah. in person. And, so and the they do some, some good-looking <laughs> ladies as well there, I will say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Australia is cool. Uh, so we kind of we kind of touched on it earlier about the caddies. Do you think it's uh, do you think it's kind of like BS at college? Y'all don't have caddies, do you? Like in a normal nah, college round, like do you, you think that's pretty I don't bull? Think it's BS, just because like we do have two coaches that are like around while we're playing. Yeah. Um. But also, like, the caddy thing is – I think it is, like, very important. Like, I like having a caddy. But, like, there's not really that much my caddy. Like, y'all know Austin Schneller. Like, he's my caddy during the summer usually. And, like, if you ask him what he does, I'm sure he would act like he does a lot. But he really just, like (laughs) – kind of carries the bag and like he's there for moral support yeah yeah basically like and that's not me like knocking on austin like i i love him as a caddy but there's like not much you can do i don't feel because you're not hitting the shot and like if i think you're wrong i'm just gonna 
do what I think is right. So like, it's more just like someone to talk to for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so like, if you if you were to have a caddy, would you rather it be like more of a friend, or would it be more of like kind of like a business relationship, or do you think it needs kind of just be like a mixture of both? Yeah, I think it depends on the player. Like for me, I would rather have a friend on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, for a lot of people, like. I think a lot of people take it a little more serious than I do, which might be a good thing and might be a bad thing. But um, I think, like, I don't know. I think you can get caught up. Like, golf is already hard enough. So yeah, if you have, like, no relief, you're just going to, like, hate it at the end of the day. Like Okay. Well, so no relief. This leads – we were talking about this the other day. I think you guys should be allowed to a six-pack during a round, <laughs> at least. Oh, bro. Like – 100 percent i'd be the number one player in the world <laughs> like i mean thank you. you just mentioned like it doesn't have to be all serious some like all the time like yeah. if you're playing like shit like you might as well just get drunk <laughs> yeah well and, like that's the worst is like when you're playing like shit in a nice tournament like a big tournament and you're like this is just the, like i don't want to be here anymore like, i'd rather be like on vacation or like doing something else yeah like, but, like inversely if you're in the lead it's the fucking coolest feeling like ever yeah so like you think there should be like two cut lines like the cut line of like you didn't make it too bad and then like there should be a point of like okay we're gonna let these guys have some beer at least yeah absolutely <laughs> well and like yeah just during the summer like when you're on your own playing amateur golf not playing for a team it's like the most fun like three months of the year because like I'll go to these, like, big tournaments, and, like, you'll play – if you're playing good, like, you're in it, and it's, like, fun. And then if, like, you're – you made the cut, but you're in, like, second to last after making the cut, like, you go get hammered drunk the night before the final <laughs> round and then show up to your tee time, like, 12 minutes before you tee off, hit, like, six pots, and then you just go out and you, like, have a day. Like <laughs> – yeah, I'm team alcohol on the course, like, especially if you're playing bad, especially yeah. in that case. Yeah, you have to. I think John Daly would definitely would definitely agree with that as well. Yes. Oh, I think most golfers would. Like, if you watch full swing at all, like, Joel Damon. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's the best. Like, I think there's so many more people out there yeah. than you think that are like that. Yeah. They're just so serious, like, all the time that, like, if they say that, they think they're making themselves look bad. It's like, no, you're like 90% of the population. Like, you're just a normal human being. <laughs> Was it Brooks Kepka that said that he blacks out between, like, hole 6 and 13 every time he plays? Yeah. Bro, he's the worst, too. Fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> I like Brooks, but what he says about that shit is so annoying. Like, when he was, like, talking about how golf isn't, like, a sport and all this stuff, it's like, I don't know what you think it is, but, like, he made $20 million in, like, 14 weeks. And he was sounding like, like – he was saying that. Yeah. The, the biggest baby but, like, in if the he wants to go work, like, a desk job, like, be my guest. But, yeah. like, it sounds like a pretty good sport to play to me. Yeah he's, yeah, he's sitting in his house in the documentary talking about how he's lost it mentally. And I'm like, have you seen your wife? You have a house on the beach yeah. and a boat no, lifted fine. out of the water. He's fine. Dude, like, whenever he goes on those little tangents about how golf is, like, so shitty, I'm like, dude, you made $6 million one weekend in four days. It can't be that bad, Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. And, like, that's what I think pisses me off about it. But, I don't know. He can think whatever he wants. He's getting paid a lot now, so he's fine. Do you think any of the live players will win a major this year? I hope so. Um <laughs> Like, I think that's another thing that's so stupid. Like, if you look at the, like, actual argument from a golfer's perspective, like, for me, I just want a place to play, like, when I graduate college that I can, like, earn a living on. And, like, live is just another way of doing that. Mm -hmm. And the people that are in, like, direct opposition of it, like Rory, like, they have $500 million in the bank. So if yeah. I was that rich, like... I would say the same thing and be like, oh, don't deflect, like stay at the PGA Tour. But yeah, he's not... getting in every elevated event, so he's guaranteed money. And now they're doing no cut events, which is the same exact thing that Liv did that they like shit on for 
a couple months and was like, this isn't real golf. They're just following the same thing. Like they're just late. It's it's a weird coincidence that suddenly the PGA Tour just found millions and millions yeah. more dollars to yeah, give the like, players. Yeah, and it's it's something that like the players have brought up because like, and my thing was, if you look at every other sport, right? Like they have a draft, so you're guaranteed money like as soon as you get drafted, and then you have a place to like play and learn and grow. Whereas like the PGA Tour, like if you don't go to the corn Ferry, which is like triple a baseball or double a baseball or whatever it is and then play really good like you're not going to be on the pga tour it doesn't matter like how good you are before you get there so like i i don't blame any of these guys that have like left and gone to get guaranteed money like it seems like every other sport to me yeah i mean when it first came out like <clears throat> it did sound it was like what they're getting like this much money and all that but like if you're guaranteed that, like Dustin Johnson said in full swing, if you're getting paid, you know, almost twice as much money, some of these players are getting paid more than that. To do the what same they're making, job. To do the same job and work less. Like, it's such a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, way less. Like, they're yeah. working way less. Because they're going to 14 different spots. And a lot of the, like, places they're playing this year are places they've seen before, so they're really not having to play, like, a ton of practice rounds. And then they finish dead last, like, they're still getting paid. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a, a weird argument, and I don't really, like, have a side, but I do see, like, why people have left to go to Lowe's. Who would you say – you might not have one, but who's your biggest college rival? It can be a team. It can be a player. Who do you got? Um, I mean, Vanderbilt right now, because they're, like, they haven't lost in, like, over a year. Like, no one can beat them. Um, and they're in the SEC. But if I'm being honest, like, I hate LSU, um, especially, like, the golf team. <laughs> um, I hope they hear that. But Big old ad. It's, like, they're not, like, bad people. It's just, like. I hate Baton Rouge, and I think their colors look stupid, <laughs> and their mascot's unoriginal. And I mean, there's there's so many tigers already out there. Do we yeah, really like, need I another one? I we haven't really seen them this semester. Um, I actually haven't seen them in a while, but yeah, I think LSU and then Tennessee's up there too. Like, what about uh, what about Texas? Because I mean, it seems like they just kind of produce. Like, are they is Texas really that good, or they just get blessed with like? unreal like one like the scotty schefflers and like the jordan spieths that end up just breaking onto the pga scene yeah i think it's a little bit of both like they are really good and like lsu is really good too but um texas i think like it's the same thing with football like a lot of those really good golfers come out of texas and are like really good but no one notices them because like the state is so big and there's so many good golfers like when I was growing up in Kentucky, like, I was the number one player in Kentucky, but, like, there was only really, like, three or four of us that were, like, actually good. Like, in Texas, there's probably 40 to 50 kids who can, like, legitimately play Division One golf, and then they go to a place like Texas where it has facilities and, like, really good ways of getting a lot better at golf, and then it just kind of happens quickly, and they, they put together, like, really good teams every year. I saw that y'all are getting a pretty insane new uh, golf facility there. Yeah, we are. Um, I think it's like I think it's a forty million dollar facility. Um, we're building a new golf course, so that's a lot of it, and then building a driving range and a couple putting greens, and then a clubhouse. So I saw something. I think the clubhouse is like twenty to twenty five million or something like that. Yeah. I think it's like 30,000 square foot clubhouse. I mean, that's, that's just a mansion. Yeah, it's going to be – so it's like the guys and the girls golf team share it. But, yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing for like I, – I honestly think it's a good thing for the city of Tuscaloosa because like all these other athletic facilities that like are getting updated and whatever, like you have to be a fan and then you come to like watch the sporting event. And that's kind of like your extent to uh, – experiencing the facility like at our facility you can join as a member 
So there are some like good places to play in Tuscaloosa, but like if you have a place that's that nice in your backyard, like I think it's a huge bonus for the city of Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I mean, then you can kind of go there, interact a little bit too. (laughs) Feel like with everyone, and I mean, if it's a top-notch facility, I'd rather join that than a country club. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're going to talk about kind of, you know, like scumbag behavior on a golf course here. What, what would you say about someone like in a qualifier in a qualifying <laughs> round that, um, is in the rough and you see them, you know, like sneak a little T under it and they just make themselves the perfect lie out of the rough and they just hit like a dart. <laughs> I get them kicked off the team. You're talking about Patrick, talking Reed. About Patrick Reed here. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Reed. Like, I mean, it's bullshit. Especially, like, at that level, dude, you're playing for so much money. Like, one shot is literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. He, right? did, he did that in college. <laughs> and he didn't get yeah, kicked I, off the bro, team. And, like, he had a, like, he, he got kicked off of Georgia's golf team. Like, Oh, yeah, because then he went to Georgia Southern. That's right. Yeah. He went to Augusta State. and went, Bro, and then he beat Georgia in the national championship <laughs> next year at Augusta State. That's just got to be, like, the biggest ever, like, fuck you. I mean. Yeah. It is. He and is that, such bro, a that's scum. a guy that has no conscience. Like, if you can do that, you just don't care about cheating. Dude, he is like an actual scumbag, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, tease up his ball in the rough. Yeah, no, you can't do <laughs> Gets that. Gets kicked off, transfers, and beats the team that kicked him off. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, bro, Augusta stated, like, I'm pretty sure only their golf team was Division One. Like, the rest of the school was Division Two. <laughs> He's, he's got to be, like, one of the only guys ever to play college golf in Georgia, and people at the Masters are, like, not wanting him to win. Dude, like, no. you know when he won the Masters at Augusta, it, it was just like – People are like, God damn God, it. I hate this guy. But well, it is also – his family come. Yeah, no, yeah, his mom and dad. <laughs> like, his wife, like, made him quit talking to his mom and dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. She also has a burner account on Twitter. It's like the most fire thing ever. <laughs> fire thing? What? How so? It's called Used Golf Facts, and it literally is just like Patrick Reed's wife tweeting at like other PGA Tour players telling them they like suck. That is awesome. I did not know that. Up. I swear to God, it's Used Golf Facts. We it's have so- to find that. That's unreal. <laughs> But I do think it's kind of wild. Patrick Reed has a Masters before Rory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, Rory's a bum, too. Like, I'm so anti-Rory. I actually like, Let's go. Thank God. Someone that agrees with me. I cannot I, stand like, really him. I am so tired of hearing him speak. I am, too. Like, hey, he's, like, so against, like, the live. He's, like, he's like the leader of it all, like, anti-live and all that. And then it's also, like, dude, when's the last time you won a major? <laughs> oh, dude. You're literally, like, reciting my Twitter feed right now. (laughs) Oh, this is so great. (laughs) I'm so glad I met someone that is (laughs) same view as me on Rory. No, but it really is. Like, if, like, if you, if, like, the owner of KFC or whatever, like, was complaining about, like, Taco Bell opening a business, like, across the street, you'd be like, Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you have $500 million in the bank. Like, it's not that big. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you're like the poster boy of Nike golf. Calm down. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, literally, TaylorMade and Nike paid him, like, $250 million up front. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's literally the same thing as Liv coming up to you and be like, yeah, we're just going to give you all this money up front. Yeah, and then he's, like, the head of the PGA Tour, like, player, whatever. Of course he is. And what did they come out with? no cut events that only the top 65 players in the world can get into that sounds exactly like what Liv is doing. <laughs> the, the rich just keep getting richer yeah like yeah that's exactly what it is like i don't blame rory for saying what he is saying because like he's getting filthy rich off of it but like <laughs> don't also act like you're like self-righteous in the like process yeah i i cannot stand him like everyone everyone loves rory he's kind of getting I don't want to – he kind of gets the Tiger Woods treatment like he can still do no wrong no matter what. It's like, dude, you've yet to win a – you haven't won a major since I think Valhalla was the last one he won at a PGA Championship. Yeah. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's right. So, and he, like, low-key cheated in that one, but we won't. 
we got to ask you about the Canon Claycomb tracker on Twitter that we stumbled across. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, all right, so the thing is, is I've met the guy that runs it. Like, he's not a family friend or anything. Like, he's a complete stranger. Yeah, just a complete stranger <laughs> that, like, I guess likes college golf and, like, is he, like, in college? Kid. No, he's like grown. He's like forty. Um, but I will say, I actually like love that he does it because then I don't have to like tweet how I play. Like a lot of my family and stuff like follows the account, and so I don't like have to text anybody after I play golf, which is dope. Have you have you met him before? I've met him once. He came out to watch like a a true round of golf. Um, in Birmingham, we were playing like as a team, and he came out for like a day, and I met him. I honestly like I don't even remember what his name is. Um, but yeah, he runs the account. Did he like request that you sign like any weird parts of his body or anything after he met you? No, it wasn't like that. I think he just like I did ask him to put like not affiliated with Canning Claycomb in the bio, <laughs> just uh-huh. just in case. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people for a while thought, like, I was running the account. I'm like, dude, I, I promise you, like, I don't care about this enough to be tweeting from two accounts. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he uh, does a pretty good job, if I'm being completely honest. Important question. Do you have a burner? You don't have to disclose what it is, but do you have a burner on Twitter? No, I used to. Um, but... During COVID, dude, like, I had this burner account because we were bored. And, like, we weren't playing that much golf. And I was tweeting all this crazy shit about, like, what the athletic department was making us do during COVID. And someone figured out it was me. So I got a call from the athletic department telling me to delete my account. Oh. Compliance. (laughs) I did make, like, a business Twitter account. I just, like kind of tweet whatever i want on that it was for a class but now i just kind of use it as my burner (laughs) but it's not really a burner because it's just like my full name so (laughs) that's about it so we'll ask you one or two more questions important question on a daily basis what fuels your dad bod (sighs) where do i start (laughs) um Usually, like, an iced coffee in the morning. Starbucks? Um, Starbs, yeah, yep. Starbs, for sure. And then... Duncan's kind of trash. I don't know, like, a little, like, breakfast Sammy or something. And then lunch could be anything. We have, like, a dining hall. So I'll go to the dining hall here sometimes. What's your and favorite then, meal from the dining hall? Dude, we have, on Wednesdays, we have Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, my God, bro. They, they hit so hard. Um, but Jimmy John's, I like, oh yeah, if I'm like rushing to practice, I'll go to McDonald's and then dinner could be a toss up. I like to cook sometimes. I do like to go out to like nicer dinners, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, just like chilling around 3000 calories a day. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's peak, that's that's peak awesome. dad bod right there. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the chef? What's the chef special? I love Philly steaks. Like any type of meat, oh, I like to cook. Yeah. Um, not a vegan, not a vegan I'm podcast at all. <laughs> I don't know how people do that. If I'm being completely honest, like <laughs> a, medium, a nice medium those, rare, possible like, burgers, whatever. They taste like shit. <laughs> like, like when you go somewhere and you have to like get a special menu for your vegan diet, just go yeah. home. <laughs> no. No, it's the worst. Like. It's the same thing with, like, a peanut allergy. Like, if you're telling me a fucking peanut can kill you, like, grow up. Like, <laughs> or, like, if people have, like, gluten. Like, dude, you're telling me milk? You can't drink milk? Like, <laughs> bro, be an adult. Like, my favorite my favorite is the gluten. The fucking yeah, gluten like, allergy. Dude, eat a piece of toast. It's not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> you might get the runs in the bathroom later, but, I mean... But, like, how did gluten become, like, this big ordeal out of nowhere? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, oh, yeah, man, I really shit a lot after I eat. Um, I think it's this gluten. (laughs) Really? Drink a beer. Tell me how that tastes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so you're saying you're chilling around, um, chilling around three thousand cows a day. That's that's pretty that's pretty hefty. How much of that would you say is uh, is beer? <laughs> Depends. Um, if we're traveling that week or not. If I'm off, like, I mean, we could get we could get down and dirty if I'm <laughs> in like. Oh, yeah. A Friday night when I don't have to do anything Saturday, I mean, like 20, 20 beers, 22 beers. Like, What's the what's the go-to bar on the strip in Tuscaloosa? I only go to Innisfree. It's like an Irish pub here in town. Um, I don't know. They, it's just kind of like chill. I would, I would compare it to like Hilligan's back in Bowling Green. Like you kind of walk in, you kind of know everybody. And oh. like there's music but you can like hear yourself talk the holy land <laughs> yeah bro i actually need to get back up there and go to hilly's sometime <laughs> it's a magical place March, yeah what's what... the other one like next to um dude listen midtown. to this they fucking turned it into uh midtown bought it so they turned it into apartments but hideout hideout it's done yeah hideout's done it's it's, it's, it's apartments really yeah did not know this yeah breaking news even though it's not really breaking but like yeah i went down there back in october and i was like what the hell yeah that actually sucks because i liked um what was it called hideout hideout yeah that place was dope they had the like pictures of like jack and coke <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like, illegal had it, to be illegal it was four <laughs> it was 450 for a picture of whatever liquor you wanted to <laughs> and mixer and it was half alcohol yeah. you get two yeah, of those someone's walking you home Dude, I got like pretty drunk there one night and bought two sweatshirts. The same. I bought two of the same sweatshirts. <laughs> but yeah, so listen to this. The owner of that place, he bought uh, Dublin's. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I, dude, I Dublin's like is kind of cool. That back porch. Yeah. That's sick. Karaoke a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Dublin's is a week. So. Um, what is like your pre-round ritual? What do you usually do? Um, you know, pretty consistently, maybe like superstitious a little bit. What's what's your yeah, usual? Yeah, I don't really ritual? like do. Much. I don't really warm up for very long. They're like yes. a lot of people will go stretch and like no, no. we don't we don't. <laughs> stretch. I, I get to the range. I go putt with like fifty minutes before my tee time. I'll putt for like ten minutes and then hit balls for like twenty five. Then go back and putt. And then, like, you're supposed to get to your tea time 10 minutes before. So I'll spend, like, 35, 40 minutes warming up. The one thing I guess is, like, a little superstitious is I won't put, like, a ball mark in my pocket until I'm on the green. Like, on the first hole, like, Just keep it in if bag. I hit a drive, like, I, I won't put a ball mark until, like, my ball is, like, on the green. Gotcha. So I guess that's, like, a little superstitious. But, like, I don't know. I don't really believe in that shit, like. You're either good or you're not. Like. <laughs> so, like, you say you're either good or you're not. Can you usually tell, like, after, like, three or four holes if you have it that day? Oh, 100%. Yeah. A lot, I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it's usually, like, after the third hole, especially if it's, like, a three, like, a par three, par four, or five. If you get, like, a little bit of taste of all that, they usually can tell, like, I'm either going to yeah. play well or just, like, dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, there are differences to, like, sometimes you'll be, like, oh, I don't have it, but you, like, spend the whole day, and you're grinding, and then you shoot even, and it's, like, all right, that could have been a lot worse than what it was, mm -hmm. but there will also be days where you'll, like, you'll get out there, stripe one off the first, and, like, birdie the first two or three, and you're, like, damn, like, it's about to be deep today. <laughs> what do you think's the, I'm sure you got to know it off the top of your head, what's the best round you've ever shot before? Uh, 61 at Bowling Green Country Club. It's a course Ooh. record. And I Ooh. shot it during the USAM qualifier. That was to qualify for the USAM at Oakmont. So oh I think that's my. like the coolest round. <laughs> I mean, talk about ice in your fucking veins right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was kind of elite. So, it is cool, too, like having the course record at Bowling Green Country Club because I've played that place yeah. so many times. And I like walk in the pl like clubhouse now and my name's just like, hanging up on the wall do they all do they all stop what they're doing and like cheer no but like sometimes i will call and i'll be like hey man like i'm trying to get a tea time just coming in town like for the weekend they'll be like who is this and like i'm not a member there so i'll be like oh it's like can and click on them and 
they'll just be like, oh yeah, whenever you want to come out, just come out. <laughs> rounds <laughs> on us, cool. beers are on us. <laughs> nah, I still pay for my rounds, but it is nice to be able to like get a tea time and just kind of like go out there. And like, it is cool, like spending time out there because I have spent a lot of time around that place. So to go out there and like, Think about some of the shots I hit when I shot 61. I'm like, damn, that was dope. <laughs> a little flashback. Yeah, it was dope. It was really cool. Are you uh are you a fan of missiles at the turn? So what's that? A little hot, hot dog, dogs? a little dog at the turn. Yeah, bro, you gotta have a dog at the turn. I you think... gotta have something at the turn. Like, I do like hot dogs, so I'll I'll, I'll raw dog a dog <laughs> at the turn, but. I think that's a staple of me going out there and shooting like a 106. It's, I got to have two missiles, two dogs at the turn. <laughs> I usually just get like I'm a start of them. That. <laughs> that's elite. So what what advice would you give to some guy whose who's best round is just we'll ballpark, we'll say like a 104, never broken 100 before. <laughs> very mm-hmm. He's very average in stature. What would you say? How can My you advice would be to stop acting like you're going to shoot 80 and just, like, <laughs> go and have fun. Because, like, in reality, you're pretty fucking bad. <laughs> so, like, just, like, go have fun, enjoy being outside. So, like, stop trying so hard. So, like, when you're just casually playing with friends, it's pretty, like, no. Like, everyone's just go in with just the mentality of just, fuck it. We're just here to have yeah. fun. <laughs> well, I'm, like, yeah. Bro, my, like, biggest pet peeve is when I play with guys that are, like, normal golfers, and they're like, oh, I'm usually not this bad. It's like, dude, yes, you are, but, like, it's not that big. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, for instance, you're, like, top, like, half a percent of golf, or 0.1 percent yeah. of golfers in the world. Like, I'm not – I'm never going to be as good as you. I don't really have to impress you. Is like, <laughs> what are you going to, like, recruit no, like, me to the tour like, if I play well? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you won't hit a shot that impresses me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter how hard you try. And that's not, like, a bad thing. Like, you can still shoot really good scores. Yeah. Not, like, but, like, you've seen shots. it all. Like, even if I hit a hole-in-one, you'd be like, eh, well. Yeah, yeah like, I've <laughs> seen that before. Like, it's not a shot. Like, it'd be really cool, but, like <laughs> – I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you're like the coolest person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> How many uh, hole in ones do you have? I've zero, but I've seen like ten. Oh. So so we have the same number of hole in ones I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's go. I got I got <laughs> one thing that we're tied at. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the closest you ever got? Have you ever been like? Oh, bro, oh, I've flown god, it into believe. the hole like four oh. times. Oh. It just always comes out like. <laughs> Do you, like, get in the mindset that, like, I'm kind of in right now? Like, that's the closest I'll ever get. It's just not meant to be in my lifetime. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> like, I hit it too close to the hole too often for it not to happen. But... <laughs> like, my mindset like, is I'll just I never hit say, one. <laughs> I think it is harder, like, the better you get. It is – I think it's, like, harder to make a, par- a hole in one. Like, and that sounds weird, but – when I'm on a par three, like I'm trying to fly it to the hole or past the hole and then like spin it back. Whereas like a lot of the hole in ones I've seen have been like not the greatest shots that have like landed and then like rolled and used the yeah. ground to like get to the flag. Yeah. And then it just goes in. Yeah. It's kind of like you just got lucky, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like even the hole in one of the players the other day, like that shot landed, like he landed it perfect, but it landed six yards past the pass the flag and then he spun it back and used the ground like it's not like he's like flying it in the hole yeah i don't think i've ever had a ball like have backspin on it it just like the best <laughs> i can do is literally it just hits the green and doesn't move <laughs> how do i fix that because <laughs> i want to look i want to look cool <laughs> um ah, fuck i would just like go practice i guess <laughs> but like i don't know I feel for the guy that runs the uh, Cannon Claycomb tracker account because he's going to be calling out of work for the next week if you hit a hole-in-one. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he's going to be going through pants like crazy. They're going to yeah. be so soiled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, he's, he's with the shit, for real. He's I mean, nice. Like, how in-depth is he? Like, does he know when you get – like, did he know you played golf today? No, hell no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't text him round updates, who you played with, send him a picture of the scorecard? No. 
Hey man, yeah, like, I want my nah. skins on I mean, 18. I mean, like he'll DM me every once in a while, but it's like I don't know. I I think he like is just kind of there's there are like weird people. Not not that he's weird, but some people are just like obsessed with the game and like can't play it to the level that they want to, so they just keep up with it. So he's and definitely like, like golf network twenty four seven. Yeah, and like I'm not the only college player that like has a tracking account, and like. I know for a fact that none of those guys run their own account. So. Yeah. I would hope not. I feel like that's kind of a lame move. If... Yeah, it is super lame. Like, I don't know. I think it's cool that I play college golf, but I also, like, know it's college golf. I'm sure like, Patrick Reed's wife has a tracker account. <laughs> along bro, with y'all burner. have to check this Twitter account. I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, we're going to be retweeting a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, please do. Like, I'm looking at her most recent tweet, and it's about Rory Belkeroy missing the cutter. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's all. She just has anger in her heart. Yeah, it's so fine. Like, it's she, my favorite Twitter account. She cut ever. off Patrick from his mom and dad. Imagine now she's going to, like, come after Rory's throat. <laughs> going to start talking about Rory's child. Yeah. <laughs> I know what room you're staying at the Marriott this weekend. Oh my god! I mean, someone's gonna have to restrain her at some of these majors this year. She can't. She can't handle animosity. I mean, no, she's also terrifying. I wouldn't like get within ten feet of her. So we were talking about this the other day. So what's the rule with the LIV guys? Uh, if it's is it like if you've won the major, you can play in it? Yeah. So a lot of like a lot of their grief is that. They don't get world ranking points from, like, live, which, like, every other tour event in the world has world ranking Like, even, like, yeah. the Asian tour, the Corn Ferry tour, the European tour, like, they all have world ranking points. So, like, the way to get into majors is to be, like, the top 70 in the world. That's, like, pretty universal for a cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you have Cam Smith and DJ and Phil and, fuck, even Patrick Reed, who have, like, won these majors so they get like a lot of them get lifetime exemptions i think the u.s opens like 15 years um pga championships like 10 years i think so like those guys aren't really worried about getting into the majors but like for the newer guys that have joined it there isn't really a way for them to get into the majors Mm -hmm. unless they like local qualify for the u.s open and british open because, I mean, there's, there's some good guys like Joaquin Neiman and yeah. Mito Pereira. I mean, that were – Did Mito go to the LIV? Yeah, he did. I think he did, yeah. Damn. Him and Joaquin are like yeah, they're butt both buddies. Are, yeah, they're both But even Chile. so, like, Mito, right? Like, he top 10 at last year's PGA. So, like, he automatically gets oh. into this year's PGA. The choke job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro, he did choke big time. But <laughs> I do think it is, like, kind of shitty because, like, a lot of people think, too, that, the, like, the PGA Tour owns all four majors. Like, the PGA Tour owns none of the majors. Like, they're all yeah. their own yeah. entity. So, like, they can make whatever rules they want. And, like, I think the Masters are going to suck without Cam Smith and DJ and Phil and, like, all these dudes that are really good. And, like, re- like Cam Smith is still a top five player in the world. Oh, yeah. Whether, like, people like to admit it or not, like, he is. Yeah, I mean, DJ, where would you put DJ? I'd put him in the top 10 for sure. I yeah, I'd put him in the five. top 10. Like, I think if he shows up at a major this year, like, he's going to play pretty well. Like, yeah, like, he can it win it. Shocking like, if he wins it. Yeah. You don't, you don't show up to the Masters to watch Stuart Sink shoot, you know, no. plus 11 and miss the cut. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Stuart Sink. Yeah. I'm here for Fred Couples. <laughs> so we'll give, we'll give you one more question, and then we'll let you run. Um, what are kind of some of your, you know, future goals, aspirations as it pertains with, I know you're a senior right now, whether it's golf and, uh, anything else related? Yeah. I mean, golf for sure. I'm going to turn pro after I leave college and then pursue that and hopefully it works out. Um, but if not, I don't know. I don't really know like what the backup plan is. I think like I'll always be around golf. Um, whether that means being like a, a professional or like a club pro or you know meeting someone on a golf course and creating a job opportunity there like i think it all kind of coincides um 
but yeah, I'm going to turn pro after I leave college and hopefully that works out. We love to hear oh, it. Yeah. We're rooting for you. We're following the tracker now. <laughs> <laughs> so we know everything you do, what color underwear you're wearing that day. I mean, we know it all. Yeah. Well, take it easy on my man. He works hard. So I, I appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Cannon. Of course, boys. It was good to talk to y'all. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Best of luck and yep. look forward to maybe, maybe having you on again one day. Yeah, let's do it. Love it. See you, man. Take care. Best of luck. Yeah, roll tops. See y'all later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Yes, that was Cannon Claycomb. Um, Great dude. Um, Hopefully, he's a reoccurring guest. And honestly, I think we can say he's a good friend of the Dad Bods pod. Yeah, we're we're definitely – we're joining the fan club officially. We are officially joining the Cannon Claycomb fan club. Oh yeah, we're gonna be, we now follow the Cannon Claycomb uh, Twitter tracker, <laughs> so that's exciting. We're gonna get to keep up with we'll him. We'll tweet out, um, you know, we'll tag him in our tweets and stuff. Of um, course, be looking for the tracker, um, and good luck to Cannon the rest of the season, and uh, we'll be seeing you on the tour soon. So with that, you know, we got we got a little more basketball this weekend. It's exciting. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll have a little. Uh, bracketology stream coming at you on sunday oh yeah a little live breakdown of the bracket as it comes out youtube live stream you'll see it links will be posted what do you think uh how many days until you rip up your bracket third game third game third game (laughs) all right yeah so we got that sunday and then hopefully we can roll in some more guests um, later in the show. Once again, thank you, Cannon. It's great talking to you. Good luck the rest of the season. Love you guys. Peace.